Hello and welcome back to the Men You Are Not Alone podcast. This would be the fourth episode. And today is actually August 16th. I don't know when I'll upload this, but today is August 16th of 2021. And I just walked in from work, uh, grabbed a bite to eat. And I wanted to do this based on something that's been rolling around in my head for a while. And I have been blessed to work around, help, learn from a whole lot of men. And that brings a tremendous diversity in people's perspectives, their experiences, the way they teach, the way they react to stuff. And to me, that's been very valuable. Um, I love every minute of it. Um, even if it irritates the fire out of me sometimes, I still know it's adding something beneficial to me most of the time to learn from men about us. Uh, they're free lessons for those who are willing to listen or engage and listen. As I was driving around today on my way home, I wanted to put out a word of encouragement that I'm trying to figure out how to say what I want to say because I, I, I want to be careful with the direction that, uh, let's say, dissenters are possibly being viewed now. Just people with their own opinion, people with their own mind. It isn't as welcome in some of this country as it was 20 years ago, 50 years ago. Maybe even two years ago. So I'm trying to censor my words very carefully. Let's just say there could be an atmosphere of divisiveness that creeps up. One that encourages isolation as normal. Not that that's familiar to anybody. But you men... It, 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 I'm sorry. It, this is a challenge because I'm not used to I'm not used to censoring or filtering what I say. I tend to speak really unfiltered. Sometimes it gets out of my mouth before I can stop it. And I realize this is a podcast. This is not a conversation with with other men on a job site uh, in a men's group in a men's group something like that. So there are perhaps divisive things. Uh, divisive devices of men, people that could or could not be put into motion in our culture. Perhaps they already are. Perhaps they have been in the last couple of years. Things that encourage people to isolate themselves, not because of some immediate concern, but as a way of life to cover our faces, which to me translates as covering our smiles. It covers where most communication emanates from the average individual, and that is the face. Eye contact, a smile, a nod, dimples that, that flex or don't, furrowed brows, the tilting of a head, those kind of things. They're hard to see when a face is covered up. And that's feedback to us. And that helps 
connect us with each other. And just say, for instance, if we were perhaps leaning in the direction of moving, regressing back to a time when isolation was encouraged to be like a normal course of living, interacting was minimized, physical contact is a, is a no-no. Let's just say we were rolling back in that direction as a people. Or say some among us want us to roll in that direction. And I believe that's what's coming again. And in light of the conversations I've had with more than just a handful of men in the past couple of weeks, I have really started to see the impact. I kind of thought that the the lockdowns, isolation and stuff, honestly, none of that ever impacted my life. I did not participate in any of it. So my life kept buzzing along. I didn't notice anything except that men were isolating themselves. The men's group that Zach and I used to lead, a gentleman that was in it for many years, he used to actually be my lead framer. He's certainly not a soft man. He's a very durable man. Um, He's a framer, but a very good man. And he made a sign for us once for our group that said men of iron. And that was a very accurate reflection of the men who walked through the door. And the men who participated in that group, probably 95% of them. These were men of stout character, stout constitutions, tremendous tenacity, very not rawhide, not calloused, but tough. And then 2020 rolled in, you know, end of the end of the first quarter of 2020 and like a bunch of groundhogs, people started going into these holes. They disappeared. They they, they didn't go to church anymore. Didn't see them at church. Didn't hear from them. Didn't see them at a men's group so much. Nobody really heard from them. And the isolation, I watched it start rippling through men. And I think that if we allow ourselves as men to be led there again, I watched it happen last time. And it was almost, if you've ever worked with livestock, there's some animals that when you open the gate to the corral, like a horse. I used to ride a horse named Pete. He was a tubby buckskin, a retired cutting horse. I could just open the gate and Pete would just walk into the corral. I could just point toward the the barn. He would go to the barns because he knew I was going to put a saddle on him. That's sort of what I saw happening. I saw too many men doing that. And they they were just let in and then almost enabled to become lazy. Wear pajamas all day. Uh, don't engage in life. There's less risk that way, right? If you don't engage life. And then that, that complete disengagement from life. They underestimated the value of, of interacting with people, shaking hands, laughing and cutting up, introducing yourself to strangers, asking somebody to store how they're doing, laughing with their children. Those sort of things, they underestimated 
the value that is to emotional health. And it is tremendous. I would argue it's very tremendous. And I'm not an expert in that area, but I don't need to be because I talk to people all the time. I observe people and I do engage a lot of people. In fact, most people I'm around, I engage them. It is my personality and I choose to be that way because I want to engage life. I want the risk of rejection. I want the risk of being thought quirky, having an agenda because I'm friendly, which is such an odd thing. Sometimes people look at me as if I want something from them. I'm like, nope, I'm just asking you how you're doing. It's just a neighborly thing to do. We used to be fellow countrymen. We still are. That used to mean something, but maybe to you it doesn't mean anything. So I'm asking you how you're doing because I'm genuinely curious how you're doing. And if you're not doing well, I'll pray for you. I'd be happy to listen to you. Maybe um, I've been there before. I don't know. But we're neighbors uh, very much in the larger sense. But even now I see the depression that was born from isolation, from living an isolated lifestyle. Let's see, when did that end here in Tennessee? Well, Tennessee never really locked down. It's been several months since everything just opened completely. I don't know, maybe six months now, something like that. And... And now I'm still watching the depression ripple itself. It, 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 it does make a ripple. When we unplug from life and we choose not to engage life, we think that the impact is immediate. And to some extent it is, but it's more the frog in the pot, waiting for the water to, not noticing the water getting ready to boil. And it kind of gets in there like a seed and it, fe- and it grows and, you know, it germinates And that's what I'm seeing in a lot of men right now. And they are struggling the disconnection for 18 months for those who did. The emptiness that that left in men is bearing fruit now, six months after they've kind of re-engaged life. There's a lasting impact to... To isolating ourselves, to going along with being isolated. So I, I just wanted to put out a word of encouragement to you. If you're a man, I'm going to go with the odds that a decent chunk of men, of the 1.5 people who actually listen to this, a decent chunk of you, based on what I'm talking to, the men I'm talking to over the recent weeks, You're struggling with depression. You're struggling with loneliness. Uh, Probably a sense of purpose to some extent. Overwhelmed. Probably anxiety. These are not the hallmarks of things I knew men to carry with them all the time. Until a couple years ago. Men always struggled. I mean, when they went through a storm, they would come through with something... But there was something in 2020 that changed that and almost made it a lifestyle. And I do trace it back, in my, my opinion, to isolation. I think there was some psychological damage that is done, emotional damage. I'm not sure what it is that was born out of extended isolation. And I think that's the road we're headed on now. My guess would be it will be a year of the same. And I would guess three to what, three to five weeks from now. So, you know, first week of September, 
to mid-October, say mid-September to mid-October, I think uh, there's going to be a push to get us back in our burrows again. And I'm, I'm not here to talk about that. But I am here to caution you, especially if you're a Christian. And by a Christian, I don't mean Christian like you're born in America, therefore you're a Christian. I don't mean you go to church, so therefore you're a Christian. I mean people who follow Christ. The churches in this country are in trouble because they're as divided as the non-Christian population. I don't want to say secular because that's just kind of a weird connotation. But the, the, the church bodies, the churches themselves, seem to be very divided. Maybe that's a misperception. But I don't think it's that far off the mark. I don't think that the churches survive a, another set of isolation, another period of isolation, especially an extended one, if we are all disconnected from each other and divided. And so I want to, I want to challenge you as a man, some of you, especially those who are, you're sitting feeling lonely, depressed, discouraged. Maybe you're sitting there crying right now. I don't know. You can keep doing that, and you're going to get the same result. And if you go into isolation, if you start going back to an isolated lifestyle that we were all asked to live, a large part of the state I live in chose not to participate in that. But for those of you who lived in states that everybody did it, or you could be thrown in jail or something like that, I suspect that the impact upon you was even more dramatic. Because nobody was taking you to jail here. Nobody was going to give you a hard time. It was made quite clear that law enforcement was not going to be assisting with that with that agenda. If you are unplugged from your church, if you used the last set of lockdowns as a reason not to go, and you still have not re-engaged in worship together, in studying together, in fellowshipping together, just being around other people, who either follow Christ or at least bear the appearance of such, you need to go back. Go back to your church. If you don't like that church, go to another church. But we have to be re-engaged. We have to. It's kind of like a clutch. Somebody pushed the clutch pedal in March of 2020. And it's like... So much of it did not re-engage. Somebody didn't let off the pedal. And I want to encourage you, by all means, re-engage life. Go out there and participate. Don't stay isolated. Don't stay unplugged from people. And if you're not a Christian, it doesn't, whatever the equivalent is, you don't, I'm not, you know, you don't have to go to church. I, I'm not saying anything. But if you are not engaged in life, and you think that you're going to weather the next set of storms, the next set of lockdowns, what if they're extended? You are sorely mistaken. You will survive it. But how mentally healthy are you going to be? How emotionally stable are you going to be? So I want to just encourage you, re-engage life. And if you're not, I would argue that is a large portion of the source, the real issue behind your depression. We were meant to be connected, to be social, to be relational. 
And if you're not being that and you just keep holding up in your house, you go to work, come home, shut your door, that's it. And in the morning, rinse, lather, or whatever, lather, rinse, repeat. If that's all you're doing, then of course it's boring. You're a rat in a wheel. And you're going to feel depressed because that's that just does, that does nothing but convey a sense of meaninglessness. So re-engage re, re life. Jump back in there. Go start a men's group. Go be a part of a men's group. Go join a small group. Go join a church. Go to, I don't know, start engaging life. Don't view life as happening to you. Change that. You start happening to life. Start choosing how you're going to feel. Choosing what you're going to do with your time. And by all means, shut off your computer. You know, stop staring at videos all the time. And throw your TV in the yard. Well, don't throw it in the yard. Throw it in the backyard. So in case you have an HOA, they don't gripe at you for having a TV in your front yard. There's better ways to spend your time. And they're valuable. And they contribute to you as a person. They don't take away. So the whole point of this is just to encourage you to re-engage life if you never let go of the clutch pedal when you disengaged beginning in 2020. You need to re-engage. And that will help clear up a lot of that depression that you're probably struggling with. That's just my two cents. And I appreciate you for uh, appreciate you listening. This is the Man You Are Not Alone podcast, and this would be episode number four. I don't know how I'm going to upload these yet. I may do them all at once. I may just do one at a time. But I will hopefully be doing that here the next, um, this week at some point. Have a great evening, and I will see you next time.